0: first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers, because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready, Fired up. Fired up. It
1: and it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's be a
0: drag race. What? They touch, they touch. Oh my God. He's going to do it. It's was a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. Welcome to Running Hot, Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me as always, my co-host, Steven Young of Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL, and this week we're talking bets for the Forever 400 here on Running Hot. Last week at Las Vegas, Kyle Larson held off a late-charging Christopher Bell to clinch one of the four championship spots at Phoenix. Kyle Busch came home third to round out the podium, but more importantly, all eight remaining playoff drivers finished inside the top 11. Obviously, Larson has qualified for Phoenix, but the other seven drivers By finishing that far up front, are all still in it without really needing a must-win scenario, at least this week. We'll see about Martinsville, but nobody's in a must-win spot yet this week. So, Stevie, what would you think of Las Vegas, and what do you think of the playoff scenario?
1: I mean, we kind of talked about Hendrick being really fast and Joe Gibbs Racing being really fast last week on the podcast, and it's exactly what it was. You know, Larson, Byron Bell, they were all really fast. I mean, I think Denny Hamlin, had he gotten some clean air, like at any point in that race, he would have been really good. I think Truex really struggled a lot more than kind of I expected, just in general. And then Chris Busher, like Keselowski was so good. And Busher just had one of the, like, I don't know if it was an off day or what, but I mean, he didn't get any stage points. It was a really bad race for him mm-hmm. playoff wise. So rough day for him. Great day for Christopher Bell. Stage points, good finish. Had a potential chance to win that race at the end. Just a clean race. you know. We've been talking so much about like Christopher Bell needing clean races. It was really good to see him just put together a clean race, and the finish was exciting. Bell came out of nowhere with 10 laps to go. He was so much faster than Larson at the end of that race, and it would have been kind of crazy to see what happened because I still think Kyle Larson is a huge favorite at Homestead. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes, but it would have been interesting to see Bell win that race and see how that kind of shaped up things for Homestead, but it didn't. Great race. I mean, Las Vegas... Nick, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this really quick, but I really think the Las Vegas races should be at night. I just feel like even the Xfinity races and everything, I feel like I know why they can't be, especially this time of the year, because of like NFL and TV and all that stuff, but
0: I feel like the racing is just better at night at Vegas. I, I, I don't know. I would love it from a fan standpoint just because it's cooler at night, and Las Vegas is still hot this time of year. But yeah, I agree. I think the racing would be better at night as well. I didn't think it was a bad race. You could pass for the lead. Oh yeah, we it was saw a bad race. in the first stage for sure. You know, Larson took the lead from Bell. Bell took it back on the long run. Christopher Bell definitely had the best long run car. Every time we had a long run, he was the one that came to the front, and he almost got the win there. So I thought it was a good race. But I agree. I think it'd be even better if it was a night race. But you know, looking at this playoff picture here, Denny Hamlin two points to the good. Martin Truex Jr., two points to the good. William Byron, seven points to the good. This is a really tight playoff race. And even Chris Buescher, who you mentioned, got no playoff points, no stage points, I should say. He's still only 23 points back. So if he has a really strong homestead, gets a lot of stage points and a strong finish, he's not necessarily in a uh, must-win spot these next two weeks. So really interesting playoff picture you know he did have an off day but at the same time he still finished 11th he looked really strong right at the start of the race and i don't remember what happened but something set him back mid-pack it may have just been strategy with that early caution there and he never really regained all that track position back but tough day like you said for chris busher but we're coming to a track that's good for him so let's talk about it we are going to Homestead this weekend for the Forever 400, of course named after Kevin Harvick, who is in his last season of full-time racing in the Cup Series. So Homestead, a mile and a half track, but it's not your typical mile and a half track. It's not the tri-oval, quad-oval style mile and a half. It's what we call a true oval, with chazos, 180 degree turns at each end. It's pretty steeply banked. It's got the variable banking, high tire wear. So Homestead, how are we handicapping this one, Stevie?
1: It's a really unique racetrack. Tire wear wise, we can compare it to Darlington. You can compare it to Auto Club, higher speed racetracks that have a lot of tire wear. So, I mean, you compare it to that. And then, you know, 1.5 wise, I mean, I think you'd compare it to Las Vegas the most. Both of those tracks are steep tracks, and Vegas is getting a little bit more tire wear. So, I think, you know, cars that were fast last week at Vegas are going to be strong. I think cars that were fast at maybe Darlington, too. Have some potential here this weekend. So, Homestead's one of my favorite racetracks. I hate that it's not the championship race, and it's me not too, because man. like I live in Florida. Homestead's really easy for me to go to. It just always produces great racing. Every, like, every kind of model car, any next gen, whatever kind of generation car we've ever thrown at Homestead, the racing is always phenomenal, and it's because it's unique. Like you talked about, how the corners kind of have that banking the tire wear because of how abrasive the Florida weather is. You know, we get the hot, the rain and everything. So just a a phenomenal racetrack, phenomenal racing. And I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. I think this is going to be the best race of the season. I think it's going to be a phenomenal race.
0: It's going to be hard to top Kansas one, but I think it could be up there with that. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Homestead produces just absolutely phenomenal racing. If you haven't been watching NASCAR if you kind of gotten out of it because of NFL this will be one you do not want to miss this is going to be a great race homestead produces arguably the best racing in the whole series as far as any track is concerned so yeah i think as far as you know handicapping this race it's a high tire like you said we can use some other high tire tracks darlington auto club way back earlier in this year is a lot of drivers do really well at auto club that also do well at homestead but of course homestead is its own unique beast like a guy like eric jones does really well at darlington but for some reason struggles more at homestead so we always need to keep things like that in mind can definitely account for that in models i mean i've track specific i've track type stuff so in my model it's at least able to capture the fact that eric jones is better at a darlington type than a homestead type so still you know pretty interesting but there are drivers that just certainly are good at this track and then other drivers that aren't good at this track. So like you said, because it's so unique, but we can definitely pull in some Kansas, some some Las Vegas type stuff because they're intermediate. So at least in terms of the horsepower and the package, that kind of stuff is similar. But really, we want to be using Homestead itself and then probably Darlington as the next best comp and then maybe Auto Club as, as the next best comp after that, I would think.
1: Yeah, I think overall, this racetrack is a racetrack you can use old data for, you know, because it's such a unique racetrack. Last season, the cars that were fast here in the past were fast. The cars that had struggled, struggled. So I think this is one of those racetracks, even with this next gen car, that you can use, you know, old data for. I know we've switched a lot of our data that we're using to the newer car, but I think this is one that
0: you can definitely look at, you know, past history for. Absolutely. I agree with that. So with that said, I guess it is time to dive into our bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around Homestead. That's four turns, one pick from Stevie, one pick from me for each turn. Before we drive into victory lane, And I'm excited about this one because I I threw two victory lane options in our sheet and Stevie's on both of them. So I'm excited about that. Uh, We'll we'll get to talking about that. So we may as well. Stevie taking the green flag. Let's dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're Running Hops. All right, green flags waving, Stevie. Lead us into turn one. I'm going to go to the top 10 bet. You're going to hear that a lot on this
1: podcast. There is some value in the top 10 market this week. I am going to go A.J. Allmendinger top 10 plus 550. My model is showing this at one of the best values on the entire weekend here. I have it closer to like 350 for A.J. Allmendinger. Really good at Darlington 2 earlier this year and was a top five car at Homestead last year. So high tire wear racetracks, we always talk about the dirt guys and the guys that you know can run the top and rip the top. A.J. Allmendinger is really good at high tire wear racetracks. This is a guy that is very good at managing his tires. I think that this is a really good opportunity for them to finish the season strong. He finished third in this race last year. So I have AJ Allmendinger at, like I said, one of the best values of the weekend here at plus 550 for a top 10.
0: Yeah, I love this bet. AJ Allmendinger was one that stood out to me as well. I almost put him on my sheet. And like you said, we have a lot of top 10 bets. This is another one that I considered. The bad thing about having so many top 10 bets that you like is you kind of just have to pick the best ones because once somebody has gotten a top 10, there's only nine spots left, so you really need a top nine. It's one of those spots where I can't take six, seven, eight top 10 bets. I'm going to have to limit it to my three or four best ones. And I do think this is potentially one of the three or four best ones, but there's so many out there that it's hard to figure out which one is the best. But for me, my turn one pick, I got to go to the driver that this race is literally named after. And that is Kevin Harvick for a top 10 at plus 110. Stevie, this guy has had top 10s at this specific track, 14 out of the last 15 times. And then we go back beyond that, and he had another one, two, three, four out of the previous five. So that's 18 out of the last 20 Homestead races He has finished inside the top 10. I mean, that's just incredible. And we're getting a plus money for a top 10. Kevin Harvick at high tire wear tracks. I mean, we see this with Richmond time. And again, we've seen it at Auto Club. We've seen it at Darlington. He is so good at high tire wear tracks. It doesn't matter if it's a fast high tire wear track or a uh, short high tire wear track. High tire wear tracks and Kevin Harvick, you want to be betting him. So Kevin Harvick plus 110 for a top 10 finish is my turn one pick.
1: Some would say that he should have won Darlington a couple of weeks or I guess a couple months later now time flies. So in September, some say he should have won that race and I'm part of that. sum. I think he had one <laughs> of the best cars that day and pitch strategy just kind of hurt him a little bit. But I mean, if we throw in all the 1.5s this year, we throw in the high tire wear tracks. He has the second best average finish at 10.0. So, I mean that obviously with the track type of this racetrack in general, if we look at just Darlington and auto club, He had top eight cars in all three of those races. So, yeah, I mean, Kevin Harvick is always someone that I like betting for top tens. He's consistent. And you said it. Like, this race is named after him. No Stewart Haas car is in the playoffs. There's no way you don't send your best car, best car out of the whole shop with Kevin Harvick this week. You give him one final shot. They have that iconic Budweiser paint scheme on this car that he won the championship here in 2014 at Homestead. Like, I think it's going to be a huge emotional weekend for Kevin Harvick, but once he gets in that race car, he's going to lock in, and um, I think it's going to be a a really good race for him. So we'll see. The speed has been all over the place for Stuart Haas. They're obviously testing a ton of stuff right now,
0: but Mm -hmm. you have to bring your best stuff for Kevin Harvick at Homestead this weekend. Absolutely. So turn one, we got a couple top 10 bets, and I think we're going to have the same in turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. Turn two, Stevie, another top 10 bet for you, another top 10 bet for me. Well, let's hear yours first. I mean, we're just managing our tire wear here in
1: the first two turns. Definitely. With some top 10 bets, but I'm going to go and pay a little juice with my top 10 here. I got Ryan Blaney, top 10, minus 110. Blaney is super hit or miss on high tire wear racetracks, but we know that like the Ford camp and Penske camp is very focused on Ryan Blaney right now, as far as a whole, I think this is a weekend that we see Blaney perform a lot better than we have seen in the past. He was really good on the long run at Homestead last year. He was like a top three car as far as long run speed at Homestead last year. So I think this is a spot we're just betting on, That long run speed, he had some issues at the end of last year's race, which kind of hurt his finish. And I think that could potentially skew this line a little bit. He comes out with any kind of practice speed, this moves to like minus 140. So I'm jumping (laughs) on this when it's almost at even money here early in the week at minus 110.
0: Yeah, like you said, he had some issues at the end of the race. If you're just looking at finishing positions, that one is going to be misleading. He finished ninth in stage one. He finished fourth in stage two that shows you you know where he really was running throughout most of that race and like you said one of the best cars on the long run there so don't overlook ryan blaney this week for my turn two pick i'm gonna go to the hendrick motorsports camp they're always really good here we know kyle larson's great here we've seen william byron be awesome here but alex bowman is actually pretty good here as well and he's he's really good at high Tire wear tracks in general. Now, Bowman didn't get to race this race last year because of the concussion issues that he had. So, you know, he, he didn't get to run that one. But it, prior to that, in two of the previous three races, he did finish top 10 at this track. He's really good at high tire wear tracks in general. You think about his first career win, came at Chicagoland back in 2019, another high tire wear track. He's won at Auto Club, a high tire wear track. He's won at Richmond, a high tire wear tracks. He's won at Las Vegas last week. Talked about is becoming more that medium high tire wear. So at these high speed or even the lower speed, but high tire wear tracks or medium high tire wear tracks, he does really well. He finished eighth at Auto Club earlier this year, third at Las Vegas earlier this year. He finished 10th at Kansas earlier this year. That's three top tens already at medium to high tire wear tracks that are higher speed as well. Not even counting Richmond where he finished Eighth earlier this year. And then if, if you think just other intermediate tracks in general, you know, he finished 12th at Charlotte. So this is a guy who can get top tens and he's just priced way too long at plus 190 for a top 10 finish.
1: Yeah. And like, again, we know that Bowman is the test car for Hendrick Motorsports. So that doesn't affect like how good he is on a high tire wear track. So right. we don't have a ton of high tire wear tracks in general in the cup series right now so i don't know if they're really going to be testing too much this weekend as far as like overall testing so i think like we saw some stuff from alex bowman last week where he did a long run and was testing some stuff but i think that you just kind of bet on his talent at high tire wear tracks this weekend for at this number so my model has this closer to 150 and i think that's still even you know really really solid value
0: yeah, I'm actually even higher than your model on that at plus 150. I'm more like plus 130. So definitely like plus 190 on Alex Bowman. So we're halfway through the turn, Stevie, but we got a little bit more to go. So you know what everyone loves? Compliments. And compliments are guaranteed after making the leap to skincare with Cultera Lab. I'm talking about how you look today and 20 years from now. The results are incredible in just a little amount of time. Men's skincare and Caldera lab are the perfect pair for you to look and feel your best. Super easy to add your morning and nightly routines, clear skin, less wrinkles and less signs of aging. Enough said Caldera lab skincare. Join the other 100,000 men who trust Caldera lab to show your best first impressions this fall. Now Caldera lab knows the skincare world is heavily female driven and has long been the wild wild west for men. That's why making the solution simple with just three steps step one the clean slate which is a face wash to start and end your day number two the base layer which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and of course third the good which is an eye serum you can put on at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother And just for our audience here at Running Hot, we have an exclusive deal. Use code RUNNING at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code RUNNING at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable and first impressions with Caldera Lab. Running Hot is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get... $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, Stevie, we got another set of turns here. The back half at Homestead. Let's dive into Turn Three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is Turn Three here on Running Hot. What do you got for us in Turn Three, Stevie? All right, we saved some tire.
1: Now we're gonna we're gonna really kind of hammer Unleash down the it. end of this. Yeah, we're just gonna let it go here. So. I'm gonna to go to Chris Busher at 20 to 1. I'm gonna do this as a half unit and try to, you know, have a nice little 10 unit win here. But Busher is someone that I'm really high on coming into this weekend. They were really fast at homestead a couple of years ago. Black Keslowski was really fast at homestead last year. I was looking at my data. They obviously were testing all playoffs last year. We talked about this so many times, but they hit on something with Keslowski's car at homestead last year. We've seen it at Darlington now. Both times we were at Darlington, both of those cars, Keselowski and Busher had speed. They've hit on something at the high tire wear intermediates. So I'm just going to kind of bet on that early in the week at 20 to 1, where if they do unload with some speed, he qualifies inside the top 10. We're looking at probably like 12 or 14 or 15 to 1. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to believe in what my data suggests and what I'm seeing as far as like this team as a whole. Keslowski's focus is Busher we know that they were fast like you said at the beginning of that race and they just kind of whiffed on I don't know if he had damage or what they whiffed on something because he fell off a ton in that race and Kezlowski was really fast we saw Keslowski out front this team as a whole the organization as a whole has speed I think Busher has that upside to win this race I think Keslowski has the upside to win this race if you want to get off the board as well so really like Busher at 20 to one here early in the week.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was able to grab him at 25 to 1, but 20 to 1 still available at BetMGM. So make sure you grab that one. I love this. This is one of the ones we were talking about where I put it in as a victory lane option and you chose the other one because you wanted to put this as one of your picks in your turns. So I love it. So right there with you on Chris Buscher For my turn three pick, I feel like I have this guy in turn three a lot and that is the three car of Austin Dillon. I'm going to take his top 10 finish at 5 to 1 for half a unit. I did actually get this at 6 to 1. It's since moved to 5 to 1 by the time we ended up recording this. So I'll I'll track it in the action app at 5 to 1, but I did get it 6 to 1. Still like it at 5 to 1. Austin Dillon's really good here. He finished 4th in this race last year. He has 3 top 10s in the last 4 starts here. So already 5 to 1 seems crazy given that he's had 3 top 10s in the last 4 here. And he's had 7 straight finishes at Homestead. Of 12th or better. That is an incredible streak. Seven straight of barely missing out on the top 10 or being inside the top 10. Earlier this year, he finished ninth at Auto Club, which again, one of the similar tracks. So they've had speed at this track type this year. RCR always puts fast cars here as well. I mean, Tyler Reddick, went, it's a great track for Tyler Reddick, but he finished fourth and second at Homestead in two of the three. We saw, of course, Austin Dillon finished fourth last year. So rcr has had three straight races of a driver finishing inside the top five now they have kyle bush who has always been good at homestead himself so you know there'll be some good feedback there from bush as well so i think richard Childress racing they really hit it off at this track doesn't matter who the driver is we've seen austin Dillon himself be really good at this track
1: yeah i think working with christopher Bell obviously helped a little bit but he was good at this track before or not christopher Bell, tyler reddick yeah he was good at his track before Tyler Reddick came to this team. So I have bet this as well. I did not get it at six to one. Congratulations on that. But <laughs> I wrote up two half unit top 10 bets and Austin Dillon and AJ Allmendinger at plus 500 were the two because I, I think realistically there's upside for both of these guys to finish inside the top 10. Yep. He's finished 12th or better in every race at Homestead in the last five years. He's consistent here. He's fast here. He has one of the best driver rating. He has one of the best average running position. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it by strategy, which we see sometimes with Austin Dillon and this team. They're doing it with speed. Yeah. So his dirt background that people forget about definitely yeah, helps exactly. him at a place like Homestead.
0: Definitely the dirt background. Helps. At least that's, that's what we see. These guys with the dirt background, Larson, Reddick, Christopher Bell does really well here. So a lot of guys with the dirt background end up doing really well at Homestead. So three turns down, one turn to go. Time to roll the corner through turn four. I'm Connor Daly, and this is Turn 4 here on Running Hot. What do you got for us in Turn 4?
1: All right, he disappointed me last week, just in general, but I'm going to go back to Martin Truex this week. He's plus 625 over on BetMGM. He's really good at Homestead. He hasn't put one in the victory lane here in a while, but, I mean, three finishes inside the top three in, in three of the last five races. Average is the second most fastest laps behind Kyle Larson, the second most laps led behind Kyle Larson, highest quality pass percentage even higher than Kyle Larson. So just a, a guy that always has speed at this racetrack. They always perform well. And honestly, after last weekend, he's plus two, but I mean that's close. This playoff race is close. So I think that they're gonna try to put one together here. Martinsville is good for Truex, but the short flats haven't been as good for him with the new car. I think this is a spot we see Martin Truex Jr. end up in victory lane. I mean, I I told you prior to going live here that I mean, if you're not betting Kyle Larson, I, I think looking at three or four of these other top end drivers, it's just going to be a race of the studs this week. And I, I think Martin Trix Jr.
0: at plus 625 is where I'm going. Yeah, I like that a lot. Martin Tricks Jr. Really good at this track. Another one. It's like all these old school championship drivers. I call them old school, but uh, the guys who've been around a long time, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Bush, Martin Trix Jr., Denny Hamlin, they have all gotten really good at this track. And so they're always in contention for the win. It seems like at least one of them is always in contention for the win at Homestead. So Martin Truex Jr. plus 625 at BetMGM. Really like that bet. For me, I'm going with what you would like to call a funsy bet here, Stevie. (laughs) We're going to go Harrison Burton top 10 at 20 to 1. Just a quarter unit play here. So I know we're getting a little crazy, but Harrison Burton, quietly really good at this track type he has an Xfinity win at Homestead he finished sixth earlier this year at Darlington in a race where he ran 14th in flags. so like actual speed he was 14th at the first Darlington race where he finished sixth so this guy is able to run this track type really well if we look at Darlington and Homestead throughout his career he has an average finish of 15.3 in the non, he had one DNF at, at Darlington in the second Darlington race this year, but all the other non DNF races, he's an average finish over four races of 15.3. I think the worst of those is a 21st. And then add in auto club earlier this year, we had another 15th place finish Harrison Burton really good at this track type, really good at these high tire wear tracks, uh, especially if they have some, some high speed, I think this is just a situation where we kind of have to take a 20 to one shot. Hope he has another car that's capable of running in the top 20. And then you luck into it. Maybe if this race gets crazy at the end or some strategy, something like that, get a little lucky to finish inside the top 10. But I think he's more than capable. I mean, he also, like I said, won at Homestead in Xfinity. He also won at Auto Club in Xfinity. So I think this is just a really good track type for Harrison Burton. I'm going to take a little sprinkle at 20 to one.
1: Listen, I'm never going to call you crazy, but I might call you crazy. <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> Listen, Harrison Burton, I, I do believe in the talent. I just, I don't know what's going on with this kid. Like, they're they're struggling. This Wood Brothers car, I mean, they made so many gains with the drivers that they had in it. And Burton, I mean, he's young. He's still learning the cup level. I love the fact that they're giving him a third year, to be honest, because, I mean, I hate when teams just give up on guys after one or two years. It takes a lot to be... Yeah. Very, really solid in this series. Like you mentioned, he won here in 2020 in the Joe Gibbs car in the Xfinity series. He has upside at this racetrack type. This was, I mean, high tire wear racetracks for Harrison Burton was his best in the Xfinity series. So I hear you. Yeah. I can still call you crazy because you're my friend.
0: He ran 14th in speed at Darlington. 14th. <laughs> I hear you. I hear
1: you. I mean, I, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I mean, Darlington is our best comp. And if you're this team, there's no testing. All right, we hit on something at Darlington. Let's try to perfect that so we can try to finish better because we have been awful this year. I mean, I have I him as like a 26th to 28th place
0: car on intermediates this year. He's he's just had a rough year. Yeah, but, you know, definitely a, a specific track type for him that I think suits him well. So Harrison Burton, yeah. a little funsy bet. Top 10 finish at 21. That means there's only one thing left to do, Steve. We come off four. We cross the start finish line. We win what used to be the championship if it was at Homestead still. Unfortunately, it's at Phoenix now, but then we got to drive into victory lane. So it was our victory lane pick? I know they spent a lot of
1: money like upgrading Phoenix, but man, I really wish the championship was still at Homestead. Such a great race, but mm-hmm. all right, not to beat a dead horse. We're going to go to William Byron <laughs> here to take us home in victory lane, plus 750 this week. We have been on the William Byron train all year.
0: And here comes Byron. William Byron will win.
1: He's fast, man. He unloaded with so much speed last year at this race. He ran inside the top five most of the first like stage and a half. Had some issues. Cost him You know, running really well at the end of that race. Like If you go and you look at the metrics of Homestead from last year, he was right behind Larson until some stuff happened. So I think he's going to unload with a lot of speed. And I think that with Larson locked in, The focus for Hendrick Motorsports this weekend is going to be the 24 car. Can we get Byron in and go to Martinsville with our hands up and just worried? Like they're going to have an extra week to prepare for Phoenix. So I think if you're Cliff Daniels, yeah, Homestead is great for Kyle Larson. You're focused on Phoenix. I mean, there's nothing else that matters at this point if you're Cliff Daniels in this five team. So hopefully that means our boy William Byron can kind of squeak by here and pick up the win. Again, he was so
0: fast early in the race last year. Yeah, if you look at stage one and two, stage one, Larson, Byron, Truex. Stage two, Larson, Truex, Byron. So those guys were just the three dominant cars, at least for the more than first half of the race. So uh, yeah, William Byron, I think, is a really good pick to win, especially knowing Kyle Larson doesn't need to win here. It's not like they're going to be testing for Phoenix or anything. She can't really... Homestead is about the... Worst possible track if you were to think about testing for Phoenix because it's steeply banked, faster, high tire wear, true oval shape. Like it, it's all the things Phoenix are not. So there's no testing. So as far as Larson, so he could go out and win this race. But if he's running first and, and Byron's running second or they're running one, two in any order, Byron's going to win this race. <laughs> you know, uh, they they're going to lock in another Hendrick Motorsports car into the championship would be the goal, absolutely. So I love Byron at plus seven fifty. It was the two names I put down on the victory lane sheet were William Byron and, and Chris Buescher. And you're on both of them. I'm on both of them. I think we're going to hit this one. Like I have a good feeling about William yeah. Byron. We're either going to hit this one or we're going to hit Chris Buescher. I truly. Believe I would it.
1: love to see Buescher win as like a fan. Uh, yeah. I just I mean, I grew up. My dad was a huge like Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, like Roush fan. So, like, Mm -hmm. I would love to see Roush, Fenway, Keslowski, second year of Keslowski being in, like, in management in ownership with this team, make it to the final four.
0: It would just be really cool, like, as a fan to see Busher get there. And it would make Homestead crazy because right now Busher's last in the standings of the eight remaining guys. So Martinsville, Martinsville. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would make it absolutely crazy. So, speaking of Martinsville, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for listening to the forever 400 episode of Running Hot, Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Xfinity 500 at the place we were just talking about, Martinsville Speedway. On behalf of my co host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you please gamble responsibly.